Hello, my name is Olamide Akianlabi, and if you're listening to this, it obviously means that it is book review time for you. And the book to be reviewed today is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by Tiav Eka. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by Tiav Eka. You know, this book, having read it, I can categorically say that it is an amazing book and it's delivered on every promise it gave. It delivered on every single promise that it gave. And, you know, if you want to become a millionaire, you want to create um, more capacity, you want to stretch more, this is the book for you. Of course, I mean stretch more financially. This is the book for you. You know, it also covers some other areas as you would um, listen while we go on. Okay. Some peculiarities about this book is that it doesn't have chapters. Rather, it has parts. And so it's divided into three parts. The first part is money blueprints, your money blueprints. The second part is money files while the third you know tiab eka decided to ask us a very huge question so what the heck do i do now and of course having read part one and part two that is automatically the question that you know would form in your mind what the heck do i do now um he also went ahead to give us some recommended resources and special bonuses also this book has a whole lot of questions you know questions that would help you think deep questions that would cause you to do a self audit questions that would help you reflect that's one very amazing thing about this book and guess what it also has declarations yes it does it has declarations and as if that's that's not enough have Eka also gave us action points. I mean, he hit the nail on the head with this book. This book crosses every T and it dots every I. Are you ready to go on this journey with me? Your answer is yes. All right, in that case, um, the next recording, I would start with part one, Your Money Blueprints. And welcome back. I will be reviewing Your Money Blueprint, which is part one of Secrets of the Millionaire's Mind by T.F. Eka. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T.F. Eka. Straight on, he goes on to tell us that your income can only grow to the extent that you do. And I'll be repeating that for emphasis. Your income can only grow to the extent that you do he states that it is not enough to be in the right place at the right time you have to be the right person in the right place at the right time okay and for this he decided to ask us a couple of questions which includes how confident are you in yourself who exactly are you how much do you trust others what are your beliefs what are your habits what are your traits do you truly feel that you deserve wealth what is your ability to act in spite of fear worry inconvenience and discomfort 
can you act when you're not in the mood? No, all those questions are tailored to the fact that your mind and your beliefs actually determines your money blueprint. You know, he expanded on this and I would be sharing as we go further. Um, so talking about can you act when you're not in the mood, he is saying that the mindset or the disposition of we millionaires is not to act based on feelings okay it is to act because there is a work that needs to be done and we can get the job done that is our framework that is how we have been built or that is how we've we've decided to rewire and reconfigure ourselves he then makes a quote by Stuart wild which says the key to success is to raise your own energy when you do, people will naturally be attracted to you. And when they show up, build them. So it is your energy that attracts people. Then people actually come. When they come, you can now build them because you have, you know, you've developed a certain level of value. You've, you've made yourself so valuable that people just want to associate with you. People, you know, want you to help them get their own work done. And that is what brings in, you know, income for you. Um, he talks about people who suddenly get into wealth. And he states something that is really, really crucial, which is when you're not ready. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me take it from the top. If you come into big money when you're not ready for it on the inside, chances are that, you, that your wealth will be short-lived and you would lose it. I'm going to be taking this again for emphasis. When you come into big money that you are not ready for on the inside, the chances are that your wealth will be short-lived and you will lose it. You know, he says that it is what you have on the inside that actually helps you really, really sustain wealth. And peradventure, for those who, you know, have developed enough capacity on the inside, when they actually lose money, it is easier for them to get it back and even get back much more because of their financial thermostats, because they've, they've expanded and stretched. They've configured the right kind of beliefs and habits into their systems. Okay, he says that, you know, research has proven over time that people who win lottery, okay, after a couple of months, after a couple of weeks, you know, for some of them, it's even days they lose this money it attributes it to the fact that they were not ready to come into that kind of money on the inside and so you can see that it is important that you develop yourself on the inside he goes on to really really talk about this and i would definitely be sharing as we proceed another thing he talks about is that um the roots create the fruits. The roots create the fruit. He says when people see a fruit that they don't like, they, they, they begin to focus a whole lot of attention on the fruit. They begin to, you know, scrutinize the fruit and, you know, wonder what happened. And he's saying that that is a waste of time. That is a waste of energy. That is um, misdirected focus. That where the focus should be, is on the seeds on the roots because this is actually where the fruits come from and it says in our lives fruits are results wealth is a result 
money is a result good health is a result it says that all those things you know um poverty poverty is a result failure you know is also a result and it, it, we shouldn't be focusing on these things rather we should be focusing on the seeds we should be focusing on our actions our habits because those are the things that actually produces the results okay um moving further he said or he made a very striking point which is the invisible creates the visible the invisible creates the visible he says that it is it is what we can't see that actually bets the reality okay and he argued for he argued against it you know by saying that some people would state that seeing is believing and he questions them by putting a question across <laughs> okay um it says why is it that you pay your electricity bill when you actually cannot see electricity however you feel the power and you use it or rather you recognize the power and you use it it says that's the same logic that applies here and that our lives are based on four realms which are the physical the spiritual the mental and the emotional in his argument he emphasizes that the spiritual the mental and the emotional is actually what produces the physical when he was explaining this he gave the illustration of you typed something into the computer you printed it out and you didn't like what was printed out what then do you do do you read copies of books on um a million ways to correct a printed document no he says what you what you should do is you should go back to the computer that you imputed something into correct the document in it and then print it out and so you keep correcting you keep making um edits to the document in the computer until you actually get the result that you want he says this is the same thing that applies to our lives we keep doing self audits looking into our habits looking into our beliefs you know trying to rewire reconfigure our mindset until we actually have the kind of result that we want to see at this point um he at this point he helps us go through declarations and i will be doing that myself so place your um place your hand on your heart <laughs> yes yes place your hand on your heart and say my inner world creates my outer world my inner world creates my outer world i'm sure you're doing it right beautiful because like i said um in the introductory um audio we have a whole lot of declarations in this book once again place your hand on your heart 
and say my inner world creates my outer world all right then place your index finger on your head touch your head with your index finger and tell yourself i have a millionaire mind i have a millionaire mind beautiful beautiful so we proceed to the other part of part one <laughs> which is what is your money blueprint and how is it formed what is your money blueprint and how is it formed i would be stopping here so that so that i can give us time to process all that i have said so far and um, not give us an information overload but then you know that i would be talking about the um other parts of part one which is your money blueprints and how it is formed thank you this is part one b of secrets of the millionaire mind by tf eka and we'll be discussing what is your money blueprint and how is it formed okay steve have eka is saying that your current money blueprint is based on a formula called the process of manifestation the process of manifestation which is t plus f plus a equals r i'll take that again c plus f plus a equals r which is thought leads to feelings feelings lead to actions actions lead to results okay in essence your money blueprint is based on the programming you received in the past especially as a young child so your beliefs about money the habits you've cultivated about money your thought pattern as regards to money all started from your past especially when you were a child okay and he goes on to give examples of um sources of this programming which includes but not limited to parents siblings friends um culture religion and the religious leaders media amongst others the implication of this is that you're not just acting okay you are you are responding to the information that has been programmed into you remember in the previous recording where i explained that you imputed something imputed a document into the computer and you printed it out exactly that is exactly what is happening right now you know information has been imputed into you and you're printing it out also remember when i explained that um tf eka said life is in four realms which is the spiritual the physical the mental and the emotional and how that the spiritual emotional and mental determines the physical output exactly you've been programmed from childhood with all the thoughts and so what you're simply doing is acting them out he goes on to explain that this programming is based on or can be um divided into three parts which are verbal programming modeling 
and specific events, verbal programming, modeling, and specific events. I would advise you to be well positioned, well balanced, because the next couple of questions that will be coming at you are questions that are root shaking. In Nigeria, which is where I come from, we would say they are table shakers. Okay, so yes, Steve, I've ever actually shook quite a number of tables in this part, and uh, generally in the whole book, the whole book, <laughs> the whole book was just shaking a whole lot of tables. And so he says that, um, what did you hear about rich people, about wealthy people when you were growing up? I'm just going to give you a minute. What did you hear about rich people, wealthy people when you were growing up? Did you ever hear phrases like, money is the root of all evil? Save your money for a rainy day? Rich people are greedy and they are criminals. Rich people are filthy. Did you hear things like, money does not grow on trees? Or, the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer. Or you wanted something and you heard, ah, that is not for us. Or drop it, I cannot afford that right now. Hmm. It argues that all those things are conditionings. Which stay in your subconscious mind and in turn begin to rule your financial life. You know that the subconscious mind is very powerful it's it's the mind that you know controls every other part of our lives okay um one thing he also does is to give us real life examples stories real stories about real people who um have over time exhibited certain conditionings and how they overcame them he emphasizes that when the subconscious mind must choose between deeply rooted emotions and logic Emotions will always win. I will take this again for emphasis. When the subconscious mind must choose between deeply rooted emotions and logic, emotions must always win. So what then do you do about your verbal um, programming? He stated that there are four elements of change. And you know each of them, of course, are very essential. The first is um, awareness. You must know what you want to change which means that you must have done a lot of reflection a lot of you know self-audit a lot of tracing also to actually be aware of what it is that you want to change the second is understanding okay you must understand where um the thoughts came from where the programming came from you must understand the scenario the circumstances that brought it to being the third is disassociate disassociation pardon me okay so you need to you know after after knowing and understanding you need to begin to separate these things from yourself you need to begin to let yourself know that these things are not you you know they were programmed into you this is not who you are and begin to make your own choices which is the fourth and that is reconditioning okay he talks about the reconditioning process in the other parts of the book and guess what it's time for another declaration so place your hand over your heart okay and say what i heard about money isn't necessarily true what i heard about money 
isn't necessarily true. I choose to adopt new ways of thinking that support my happiness and success. I choose to adopt new ways of thinking that supports my happiness and success. Now, touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. Mm-hmm. I have a millionaire mind. Beautiful. So quickly, the second process is modeling. Okay. And under this, he says that um, what were your parents or guardians like in the area of in the area of money when you were growing up? Were your parents or guardians um, um, spenders or savers? Were they risk takers or conservatives? Did they know how to manage money well? Um, were they sporadic spenders? What kind of arguments did money cost? Did money was money a source of a source of joy or it was a source of loud arguments, a lot of yellings? It said all those things are modeling because you've seen you've seen maybe um, the fact that money money costs a whole lot of strife in the in the home your body begins to your your subconscious mind begins to abhor money begins to dislike money because you don't want yelling in your own place you don't want to be associated with strife you don't want to be associated with anger now of course in your conscious mind you want money you love money or you desire money but you see your subconscious mind has already taken in the fact that hey money brings a lot of strife and you don't want strife and so it begins to overrule your conscious mind and then the final is um what he called specific events specific events and under this you know he just simply stated that um it just simply stated that you know, some certain incidences happened when you were growing up that were striking in relation to money. But before I delve into that, let us quickly do our confession, sorry, our declaration for modeling, which is, uh, of course, you know the drill by now. Place your hand over your heart and say, what I modeled, what I modeled around money was their way. I choose my way. What I modeled around money was their way. I choose my way. Then touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. I have a millionaire mind. Um, you would notice that a, a lot of these things has to do with intentionality. I choose their way. Oh, I forgot to tell you that. And that thing he did was to really talk about, you know, the word choose. Choose and commitment. But of course... You know that's that's part of it. Get the book and read it yourself. You, you, you would also gain a lot from reading it yourself. And he gave, like I said, real life stories, real life examples, his own personal stories that you can't easily relate with. Okay, so back to specific incidences. Um, what did you experience when you were young around money and which people? Okay, it says that these experiences also you know have gone a long way in shaping your beliefs they've gone a long way in shaping your beliefs um statistics have shown that one cause of all relationship breakups is money okay so if when you were growing up you saw that your parents had a divorce or they separated and you know somehow somewhere you can link the roots to money 
you know, it's a specific event that has already formed the conditioning in your mind. If, you know, while you were in school, you couldn't afford certain things. These are all specific incidences. Remember that I said, you love money. Consciously, you love money. But, you know, your subconscious is is really, really fighting that thought. And that is why you have to read the book, um, Millionaire's Mind by... Steve T have Eka. Okay, so we have one more declaration under this. Um, but before that, let me say that he also stated that the only way to permanently change the temperature in the room is to reset the thermostat. In the same way, the only way to change your level of financial success permanently is to reset your financial thermostat. Another thing he said that's really striking to me is nothing has meaning except the meaning you give to it. Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give into you give to it. So you could begin to look back into all those in- incidences and choose to give it another meaning. Choose to give it another meaning. You're not lying, you're not denying the fact. You're just choosing to put it in a broader perspective. You're choosing to see it from a wider view. Okay? Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give into it. And this this sentence can apply to other areas of your life. It is going to save you a whole lot of stress, you know, a whole lot of mental mental um mental demand, you know. It's it's going to relieve you of a whole lot by the time you begin to to do all those things. Our declaration, it's time for our declaration. Um place your hand on your heart and say, I observe my thoughts. And entertain only those that empower me. I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me. Touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. I have a millionaire mind. Thank you very much. Before I leave, he asked the question at this point and he said, How do rich people think and act? how do rich people think and act i would be leaving you with that thoughts and would would meet again at the next recording wow for you to have consistently listened to this audience means that you really want to up your game well done we are in this journey together and so i welcome you to part two of um the secrets of the millionaire mind by t have Eka. okay and in this part he dealt on 17 ways rich people think and act differently from poor and middle class people um 17 ways but i would be treating about seven ways okay i want to leave enough spice for you to go back and read the book yourself because it really contains a lot of nuggets that I cannot um, explain in this in this recording else it becomes a whole lot okay um so as the background one of the things he says is that your mind is nothing but um, metaphorically of course your mind is nothing more than a big file cabinet to which you 
to which you find in your home or in your office and you know all the information that come into it is labeled so whenever you have any interaction with money automatically your mind just goes into the file that is labeled money and begins to pick the information there in relation to what exactly you need it to do okay that is um that is a background and in this part we're talking about how you can recondition your mind how you can install new files how you can impute new programmings into your mind uh, one thing he says is you can choose to think in ways that will support you in your happiness and success instead of ways that don't remember what i said in the other recording in the previous recording about intentionality you choosing you making a conscious effort to choose and replace the files that have been imputed into your subconscious mind so are you ready for us to go into this yay because i am ready so the first wealth file is rich people believe i create my life while poor people believe life happens to me rich people believe that i create my life while poor people believe that um, life happens to me okay um it says that you have to believe that you are the one who creates your success and you also create your mediocrity okay you are the one who creates your struggle about money and your success consciously or unconsciously it is still you and this is really profound like yes um we talked about verbal programming and where verbal programming comes from and things like that but at the end of the day if you want to progress if you really want to succeed if you want to move ahead you have to come to that point where you're like you know what i take responsibility a hundred and ten percent not a hundred percent but a hundred and ten percent for every single programming for every single um for every single mindset that way you can be able to begin to make the necessary changes so the first wealth file is that that is um, the first way rich people think and act differently from poor and middle class people is that rich people believe they are the ones who create their lives okay they are the ones who create their lives while poor middle class people believe you know it's not my fault i'm not the one who did it you know it said that for this class of people they they do three things they blame they do the blame game they justify and they complain so let's quickly talk about the blame game the blame game um they blame the economy they blame the government there's just always someone and something to blame while the second is justify you know they begin to justify and rationalize eh, well money is not that important money is not as important as, as love see Aveka is saying for the rich people they're like who says i can't love and also have money why do i have to it's not either or i can actually love and have money but rich people feel you know what i will pick love over money um or i would pick um i'll pick good health over money rich people their mindset is i'm going to have good health i'm going to live in good health 
and I am going to have money. Okay, and then the third is complain. Oh my God, he says that <laughs> he says that poor middle class people complain a lot, a whole lot of complaining, and you know, while he was talking about this, he stated that what you focus on expands. I'm going to take that again. What you focus on expands. Okay, so when you begin to complain, you're actually focusing on the problem. And the more you focus on the problem, the more it does what, the more it expands. Um, he says that when you are complaining, you become a living, breathing crap magnet. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it. See, I've echoed it. He said, when you are complaining, you become a living, breathing crap magnet. Okay, so, um, and then another thing is, you might not be the one complaining, but you love hanging around people that complain. You're not complaining, you know, but you just love hanging around people that complain. He says that you are all in the same category. Um, I'm generalizing. <laughs> all right, so you're all in the same category and you need to be aware of this thing. You really, really need to be aware of it. All right, and with that, we'll quickly do our declaration. You know the drill. Place your hand over your heart and say, I create the exact level of my financial success. I create the exact level of my financial success. Then touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. All right, and I'll be going to the second wealth fair. Remember that we also have millionaire mind actions which i will be sending the second is rich people play the game to win while poor people play the game not to lose hmm rich people play the game to win while poor people play the game not to lose he says that the goal of truly rich people is to is to have massive wealth and abundance not just some money but lots of money while the goal of poor people is to have just enough to pay the rent just enough to pay school fees just enough to sort utility bills and things like that he says no that is not a millionaire mindset okay a millionaire mindset is to have wealth is to win okay um while he was talking about this he explained that the primary concern of you know, poor people is survival and security instead of creating wealth and abundance. Then he, posed a, he, 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 he poses a question. What is your goal? What is your objective? What is your true intention? This would help you determine how you, sh how you would do a self-audit on your mind. With that, it's time for our declaration, Okay. My goal is to become a millionaire and more. That is the declaration. Place your hand on your heart and say, My goal is to become a millionaire and more. Touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. Should we do that again? Yes? Yes? Okay, beautiful. Place your hand over your heart and say, My goal is to become a millionaire and more. Touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. All right. And the third wealth file is rich people are committed to being rich. Poor people want to be rich. Mm. 
I told you that, you know, Tiab Eka decided to shake a whole lot of tables here. Rich people are committed to being rich, while poor people want to be rich. Under this, he explained that um, if you ask anybody, do you want to be rich? They would tell you, yes, like, of course I want to be rich. But he says that somewhere in their mind, they have some thoughts such as, um, such as, I would never know if people like me for me or for my money. Or what if I make it and lose it? Then I'll really be a failure. Thoughts like, ha, huh, my kids could be kidnapped. Or I could be robbed. Or everybody will want to hang out with me. Or um, people and my, my friends and family will begin to ask me, who do you think you are? And then they will criticize me. You know, thoughts like this run on and on and on. So while you are saying you actually want to be rich, somewhere in your mind, your subconscious mind, are thoughts that are telling you, Nah, I do not think that is a right choice. I don't think that is um, a right move to make. He, he says that other things are, you know, a part of your body can be screaming that, hey, to be rich will be fun, but then I'll have to walk like a dog. And, you know, things like this. He says this mixed messages in reality, you know, is what is stopping people from actually getting to the level of wealth that they were created to actually get into okay it says like it is like you're sending out energy you're sending out vibes and it, it's, it's love it's love attraction okay what you attract then begins to begins to play out okay um it says that the number one reason why <laughs> the number one reason why most people don't get what they want is that they don't know what they want that is profound the number one reason why most people don't get what they want is that they don't know what they want. So if you're saying, I want to be rich, but my friends will criticize me. I want to be rich, but um, it will be a whole lot of work. I want to be rich. In all, there is no but. I want to be rich. I want to be rich. Full stop. Okay, this dilly darling, this dilly darling, you're attracting confusion. So one minute you're telling the universe, I want to be rich. The next minute you're telling the universe, but, you know, the universe then begins to send things your way, bring opportunities your way to help you become rich. And then the next minute you're saying, but, and then the universe is acting on the but, and then you change your mind again. He's saying that this is confusing. Okay, so pick a side, pick a position. I want to be rich. I want to be rich. No buts. Okay, I'm ready to do the legal things. I'm ready to do the necessary things that would make me rich. All right. Um, and with that, with that is asking us to take it a step further. Don't just want to be rich. Commit to be rich. He explained that the word commit is a very strong word. To choose is also a relatively strong word. However, commit is is a very commit is stronger than um, choose. So he's saying that we should commit, and that um, when it comes to you committing, it means that you are devoting yourself unreservedly. Okay, you are devoting yourself totally to being rich, which is going to be really, really vital and crucial. So let's quickly take our declaration. Place your hand on your heart and say, I commit to be rich i commit to being rich touch your head touch your head and say i 
have a millionaire mind. I have a millionaire mind. Um, with that, I'll be wrapping up this recording and I'll be talking about the remaining um, wealth files in the next recording. You're welcome back and here I'll be discussing four wealth files um, according to Secrets of the Millionaire Mind written by T. Have Eker. Okay, so the first is rich people are willing to promote themselves and their value while poor people think negatively about selling and promotion. Okay, um, he stated that resenting promotion is one of the greatest obstacles to success. People who have issues with selling and promotion are usually broke. Bam. He said that I didn't say it, but it has a whole lot of truth in it. And to be honest, I would be saying this too. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll just repeat it for emphasis. Resenting promotion is one of the greatest obstacles to success. People who have issues selling and prom people who have issues with selling and promotion are usually are usually broke. Um, and then he goes on to give reasons why people actually have issues with selling and promotion. He said the first is that you probably had a bad experience in the past with promoting yourself to um or with people promoting themselves to you rather inappropriately okay people come around and you know they just go about it in a very in a very negative way or in a in in a totally inappropriate manner and you feel no that is not me i would never do that he's saying that you know yes this can be one of the reasons but hey you redefine it okay you you find out how to do things properly and you get it done else according to him you know you would be broke he said the second is um you may have had disempowering experiences when you try to sell something to someone and that person totally rejected you okay so you you decided to market yourself or you decided to market a product and when you got there the way the person treated you you know it just it just seemed like you you were irritating to the person or you disgusted the person and you just made up your mind that never ever <laughs> i'm a yoruba girl and i can really picture this in my dialect with the with the extra drama that we usually have you telling yourself lie lie you know never ever is this going to happen to you and um pardon my <laughs> lie lie simply means no no with a lot of emphasis okay it said the third is that um you might have had um an issue with promotion and selling from your past as a parental programming you know you were probably told by your parents or guardians that you know what it's very impolite for you to suit your own on no that is that is bad manners okay that is bad manners he's saying that and i'm sure you've heard this a million and one times if you don't suit your own on who will okay rich people are willing to extol their virtues and values to anyone who would listen and hopefully do business with them as well that is the right mindset okay and um he said that 
he said the critical point here is whether you believe in what you are promoting and this is very profound do you actually believe in what you're promoting if you're promoting yourself do you honestly believe in yourself remember in the first part of the video the recording you know where i was asking that um do you believe in yourself you see it coming to play here again do you really believe in yourself and I, I know i have said that already like four times in in how many seconds it's really really important if you believe in your value it is easy for you to actually sell and promote yourself do you really believe in the product or service that you're offering do you really believe that what you have will be of benefit to whomever promoting it to and with that we're taking our declaration place your hand on over your heart and say I promote my value to others with passion and enthusiasm. I promote my value to others with passion and enthusiasm. Put your hand on your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. Yes, 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 that's the way to go. Another work file I'll be treating is rich people are excellent receivers while poor people are poor receivers. Okay, he says that people are challenged by receiving for several reasons. The first could be that, you know, you feel unworthy or undeserving. Okay, and that, um, you know, he emphasized that this syndrome actually runs rampant in our society where people begin to second guess themselves um, and, and, and feel that they are just not good enough for a lot of good things that comes their way and another is the element of punishment you know that if, if you like it's like an unwritten rule that if you do something wrong you'll be punished so so for some people it's it's this punishment mindset you know you probably did a couple of things wrong or you made some wrong decisions and you just feel you know what poverty is my punishment no having no money is my punishment living living in penury is my punishment this is another uh, this is another mindset that stops you from receiving if if you if you're not good at receiving it will be difficult for for you know good things to actually come and that is exactly what cf eka is saying okay you know, while you were a child, if you did something wrong, they'll tell you no candy. Like, it feels as though good is a reward for good. And whenever you do something wrong, it just has to keep, like, the punishment has to keep piling. And even as an adult, you know, you do something wrong, you punish yourself. You tell yourself, you are not, you're not deserving of this, you're not deserving of that, and things like that. He goes on to say that if, if you say you are worthy, you are. And if you say you are not worthy, you are not. Either way, you will live into your own story. At the end of the day, you need to pick a side. Okay? You would need to pick a side. And he emphasizes that it goes both ways, honestly. Because um, it's like a circle. If you're able to receive, you'll be able to... If you're, if you're good at receiving, you'll be good at giving. Um, and that way, it, it just goes on. It flows. It flows and everyone is better off for it are you ready for our declaration because i am i'm totally pumped for this place your hand over your heart and say i am an excellent receiver 
I am open and willing to receive massive amounts of money into my life. <laughs> Can we take that again? I am an excellent receiver. I am open and willing to receive massive amounts of money into my life. Touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. Beautiful. That's the way to go. Have you ever thought about getting paid based on results instead of your time? Well, in this book, it is saying that uh, rich people choose to get paid on results while poor people choose to get paid based on time. Rich people choose to get paid based on results while poor people choose to get paid based on time. And then he goes on to say there is nothing wrong with getting a steady paycheck unless it interferes with your ability to earn what you're what and usually does okay there is nothing wrong with getting a steady paycheck unless it interferes with your ability to earn what you're what and it usually does so he's saying that poor people prefer pardon me i'm really excited <laughs> okay so he's saying that Poor people prefer to be paid a steady salary or hourly wage because they need the security of knowing that exactly this amount is coming at this time. He said living based on security is living based, based on fear. Okay, what you're actually saying is, I'm afraid I won't be able to earn enough based on my performance. So, I will settle for earning just enough um, so I can survive or be comfortable. And then he gives this illustration of a lady who came to him for, you know, um, a position. And then he, he tells her that, you know, she, she says that she would earn this particular amount. And, you know, have to, you know, back and forth some details. Um says you know what i'll be i'll pay you based on your performance based on your results and she goes no and works out he's saying that having that kind of mindset you don't believe in yourself you actually do not believe that you can you can you can produce the results that would literally give you a very huge break you prefer the comfort of knowing that even if i walk or i don't walk this amount is coming to me he's saying no that is not how rich people think what rich people they are ready to break out of their comfort zone knowing that you'll be paid based on results means that you know you have to put in effort you have to like leave your comfort zone totally you have to really really stretch yourself and he's saying that that is how it works that is how you actually get to where you are going to and usually when you are paid based on results it's usually higher than you know being paid based on your time you know he talks about um having contract jobs where um you 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 switch positions with instead of instead of doing an hourly pay you then decide to do contract because pardon me because you're confident in the results that you would produce you know this is basically about you believing in yourself believing in your skill and actually putting in the effort to yield results and with that we're taking our declaration I choose to get paid based on results. Place your hand on your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. Okay, and finally, the last wealth file I would be treating is 
Rich people think both. Poor people think either or. Poor people always believe that they have to make a choice between two goods. But rich people say, nope, I'm going to have both and that's it. I'm going to eat my cake and have it. <laughs> All right. So he says that rich people live in a world of abundance. Poor people live in a world of limitations. Okay. I would take this again. Rich people live in a world of abundance while poor people live in a world of limitations. Um, and it's the same world. It's just the perspective that totally differs. And so, yeah, you know, do you want a successful career or a close relationship with your family? You know what? I should have actually started with this. I should have just asked you straight on. Do you want a successful career or a close relationship with your family? Um, a rich person would say, let me see. I would want a close relationship with my family. But a poor person would say, what? I'm going to have a close relationship with my family and I am going to have a successful career. That is how to think. Way to go, way to go. Do you want money or meaning in your life? Both. I am going to have money and I am going to have meaning in my life. Okay. Do you want to focus on business or have fun and play? Both. I'm going to have fun and play. And I'm also going to focus on my business. What are you talking about? You know, this is the way rich people think because they understand that or we understand that um with a little creativity we can actually figure out how to merge both with a little creativity we can find a way to you know infuse both and actually be very happy i'm sure that you know quite a number of rich people who have a striving business a really really successful business and their family you know is closely knit and there's a lot of love there that's the kind of picture that we should we should always have in our minds of course there are also people who have it the other way but then the question at the end of the day is what do you want it boils down to you at the end of the day what do you want remember that you are the one who has who have who has to make the decision you are the one who would make the decision at the end of the day um and with that, we'll be taking our declaration, which is, I always think both. Okay? I always think both. Um, I want to quickly say that I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And honestly speaking, there's a part of scripture that says that beloved i wish above all, all things that you prosper in health even as your soul prospered meaning that he, the the plan of jesus christ for me is for me to succeed in every area of my life okay um there's another part in jeremiah that says that the plans that i have towards you are of good and not of evil you know to give you a future and an expected end if you have good plans for me, and I know he does have good plans for me, he will not want me to pick between having a successful family or, or you know, having money. It's both, okay? So, if you are with me on this, can I hear you say both? Yes, yes. I always think both. Okay, touch your head and say, I have a millionaire mind.
Can we take that again? I have a millionaire mind. Thank you, thank you very much. You are welcome to the final recording in the series, and I am super pumped that we have gotten this far. Okay, this is where T. Eka answers the question So, what the heck do I do now? And here it states, he states point blank that um, talk is cheap. Okay, and reading this book is not enough, it's not all you need to make the difference that you're looking for reading is a start yes no doubt about that but if you want to succeed in the real world it, it boils down to your actions it boils down to the steps you begin to take after this book okay and of course a recap part one of the book you know talked about your money blueprint and you know um we talked about verbal programming, we talked about modeling, we talked about specific events, and we also talked about um, the, the, the things that led to, led to your programming, okay? And in part two, we talked about um, 17, 17 um, specific ways which people think differently from poor and middle-class people this is where we talked about how to recondition your mind ways to recondition your mind okay and you know as we're doing this we we're also um we're also saying our declarations so please it's important that you stick with the declarations keep saying them as um as often as you can they are really important okay and um tf See, have Eka is saying that we should be aware of the little voice in our head that would be saying something like, um, exercises, or, oh gosh, no, I shouldn't be doing this, or, um, I don't want to say my declarations, or I've said them in my mind. Don't say your declarations in your mind, you say your declarations out loud, you, you, um, engage in the action points by actually taking action okay it's important that you participate in the action exercises all right um and also don't just listen to this recordings you have to read the book and read the book not just once really like twice really like three times during the course of the year so that you keep reminding yourself and you keep helping yourself do a self audit okay with that people um, I can finally say, ooh la la, we have concluded our review of Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Have Eka. A very beautiful read, you would agree with me, with lots of action points and totally, totally practical. Okay, um, I look forward to your comments. I look forward to your observations. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. Till I come your way with another book review, my name is Olamide Akin Alabi. Thank you.